All right, what is good, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Between the Tackles, which is an NFL podcast hosted by yours truly, Matt Tweed. Thank you so much for joining. If it's your first time listening, make sure to like, subscribe, rate, review the podcast. We're also on YouTube, so also subscribe, like the video on YouTube. Um, These are getting posted every week, so definitely tap in, check those. Um, If you're a recurring listener, you already know what the deal is. Continue to listen, continue to tell the homies. Share it with your friends, your family. Let everybody know about the pod. Um, It's going to be awesome. It's popping off. All right. um, Let's jump right in. Um, Every week, we recap the games from the previous NFL week. I'm recording this on a Wednesday morning. Um, And then we we recap those games. We talk about some storylines. So this week, we're just going to talk about um, kind of where the MVP rankings stack out, um, who we think the, the top five teams in the NFL are. Um, and then we're going to preview the upcoming week in the NFL, starting with the Thursday game on, and then we'll do the gambling corner as we end each episode each week. Um, so let's not waste any time. Let's, uh, let's jump right in. So we're going to recap the, um, week six in the NFL. Um, I use all of the scoreboard and odds from Vegas insider. So I kind of pull all of the information from there. Um, if anything differs on your end, you might've got a different number or you might've, you know, bet on a different platform, um, that kind of varies, but this is Vegas insider. We're just going to grab those numbers and we're going to roll with it. So we are going to start with the Thursday game and work our way all the way to the Monday game. Um, as we always do. So let's jump right in. Thursday night game from last week was Tampa Bay and Philly. Tampa Bay closed as a minus seven point favorite. Um, They were a seven point favorite there and um, they end up winning by six. It's a weird, that was a weird game. Um, Again, I know it was about a week ago, so it's a little bit, we got to train our brains to go back that far. But um, if you remember, or if you remember watching that game, uh, Philadelphia was dead in the water for, for most of that game. Um, It was pretty much, pretty much over. And uh, but they they scored a touchdown late, and then um, they they went for two, um, and they end up covering they end up covering that game, um, which is wild uh, in the sense of how it all turned out. Um, and so that's just interesting that you know maybe maybe Philadelphia put a call into Vegas and was like, hey, we don't want to cover that se- or we don't want Tampa to cover that seven, so let's go for two. So. Philadelphia only loses by six. They cover that seven points. Tampa Bay does not, only winning 28-22. All right, we had a London game again this past Sunday. Miami taking on Jacksonville. Um, this was just such a just a snooze fest of a game. Um, on at 9.30 a.m. In the Eastern, uh, on the Eastern time zone. Jacksonville um, ends up getting their first dub. Miami closed as a three-point favorite, and they lose by three outright. Um, Miami may be one of the worst teams in the league. I was kind of high on them. I thought they might make the playoffs, um, but they just—it's an experiment that is not working. Um, they've had so many draft high draft picks, and they've just whiffed on them all. Um, to be honest, they're not even sure that their quarterback is the one they want. Um, so they're probably in the market for a quarterback um, next draft or somewhat soon here, um, but they lose and Jacksonville gets their first win. Urban Meyer probably stayed in London um, to go to some nice bars there. But um, other than that, yeah, it, it was an overall good win by, by the Jags. All right. Houston taking on Indianapolis, Indianapolis closed as an 11 and a half point favorite. They molly them. They win 31 to three. Not a whole lot to talk about. Um, Houston is really bad. Indianapolis may be hitting some stride here, trying to tr- getting healthy and f- finally starting to figure some things out. Um, they win 31 to three. All right, my squad, the Bears, taking on Green Bay 
at home. Um, Green Bay was a five and a half point favorite on the road. Chicago controlled the first quarter, looked really good, looked like they might have a chance to maybe pull this one out. Um, got some momentum there in the fourth quarter, um, but then just couldn't score more points. Um, shot themselves in the foot with penalties a couple times. Um, but Aaron Rodgers just did Aaron Rodgers things. He scored a touchdown, a rushing touchdown, and went to the corner of the end zone and told some people in the stands that they he still fucking owns us. Um, and he's not wrong. Uh, I tweeted, again, shameless plug, follow me on Twitter, at Matt underscore Tweed 22. I tweeted on Sunday, um, man, Aaron Rodgers yelling, I still own you is awesome, but also really sad because it's true. Um, so it was a it was a gut punch there, but, you know, it is what it is. Green Bay covers, winning, uh, covers that five and a half, winning 24 to 10, or 24 to 14, winning by 10. All right, Kansas City taking on Washington. Um, this was kind of a get right game for Kansas City. Uh, they, they haven't been the, the best. They were awful in the first half again with turnovers. They actually were, were down three going into halftime, down 10 to 13. Um, they closed as a six and a half point favorite, and they win by 18 because they scored 21 unanswered in the fourth, or in that second half, 14 unanswered in the fourth, and the defense dominates and the offense stops turning the ball over like they did three times or even four times, I think, in the first half. Minnesota taking on Carolina. Minnesota closed as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. This game went to overtime, and Minnesota threw a bomb in overtime to win by six. They cover the two-and-a-half. Again, Minnesota, just a sneaky, sneaky team that is at 500 but is way better than what their record shows. They lost two games on field goals. They've just they've been close in every game, and so if, if any one of those 50-50 games goes their way, they're looking at maybe... Four and two, five and one, but instead they are, I believe, three and three. I'm going to pull up the standings here. Yes, they are three and three. They're second in the AFC North now. All right, uh, the Chargers in LA taking on Baltimore. Baltimore closed at minus three. Uh, this was one that I thought was fishy. I thought the Chargers should at least be a pick 'em or even be favored. However, Baltimore shows that that was wrong. They win 34 to six. They completely dominate the game, make Herbert look lost at times. Um, he had a bad game in Baltimore. Lamar Jackson is coming into his own. He's got to be in your in your top MVP race there. Um, he's looking great. They win 34-6 to and cover the three. Cincinnati taking on Detroit. This was another one that I thought was fishy in terms of the line. Cincinnati closed at three and a half. I was a big, big guy on Detroit, um, plus three and a half, and to win outright. Again, Vegas knows what they're doing in this case. Um, they... They got the number, they got the favorite right. They didn't get the number right at all. Cincinnati completely dominated. They won 34 to 11. I'll tell you what here. I mean, I know that right now Baltimore leads the AFC North at five and one. Cincinnati's coming into their own. The defense is playing legit. I know that Cincinnati's played some eh competition. Um, and their one loss is to the Bears, which one of their losses is to the Bears, which they're going to keep kicking themselves about because the Bears aren't that good. Um, but, you know, I, I'm starting to believe in the Cincinnati team. Um, you know, Robert Bell, we had him on the podcast week one. I'm sure he's I'm sure he's just so ecstatic, ecstatic because I had them at not very many wins. I think he had them at nine wins or maybe eight wins. Um, and they're on pace. Obviously, they're, they're really quickly moving towards that with four wins in six games. Um, so shout out to them. I think they, have, they can make some real noise. Um, they do play... They play the Ravens this Sunday, um, which will be a, a measuring, a litmus test there, a measuring stick. But we'll see. Um, they're, they're doing well so far. All right, Rams and Giants. Rams favored by 7.5. This was an easy one. Um, there was no reason why this shouldn't have been a higher line. 
Um, this is one that I think Vegas, you know, kind of took conservatively. Um, just wasn't sure. Coming off of a loss, you know, at one point to the the Bucks, the Rams still were kind of not sure on. Now I think we're sure. They win by 27. Um, they beat the the Giants 38 to 11. Daniel Jones slowly falling back to earth um, in terms of his turnover problems. Um, he had three interceptions, I believe, a fumble as well. Um, just did not look good. Um, he's kind of becoming the Daniel Jones that we know and we have known for the past couple of years. Um, Rams dominate 38-11. Arizona and Cleveland. This was a get-right game for Cleveland and then just, uh, just a game for Arizona to continue the domination that they've had all year. Um, Cleveland was favored by three. I continued to say that I did not understand that line. I believed it should have been closer to a pick or maybe even Arizona favored. This one I actually was right on. Um, Cleveland just has a lot of issues. They have a lot of injuries. They have a lot of play calling issues. Um, Baker is just not performing well. Um, and Arizona won by 23. They won 37 to 14. Um, we had them in a teaser with Washington, um, you know, or sorry, we had them in a teaser with Dallas. Um, that, you know, did not go great, uh, to say the least. <laughs> um, so, Anyway, though, Arizona covers. Um, they clearly cover. They go outright. Cleveland does not cover. Arizona wins 37-14. to 14. Las Vegas taking on Denver. Las Vegas um, on the road here. Denver was a five-point favorite at home. Um, and Las Vegas wins outright. What a way for the interim head coach and Derek Carr to kind of rally around each other, pull everybody together, and get a dub. Um, Las Vegas typically not a great, um, you know, traveling road team. Um they didn't have to travel a whole lot to Denver, but they had to travel. Um, not necessarily a, a great road team, um, but they they got this one and won it outright. They win thirty four to twenty four. Derek Carr looked great. The, the defense was was clicking, um, and yeah, they they get a big win for a team that really was in some shambles and needed one. The game of the the game of the week, um, in terms of Sunday games, Dallas taking on New England. Dallas closed as a four-point favorite on the road against New England, and man, was this game back and forth. Um, you know, Dallas ends up winning and covering in overtime with a touchdown, which I know New England betters were hoping maybe just for a field goal um, at that point. But, man, um, we have to talk about it again. Mike McCarthy continues, continues to be horrible in challenge management in clock management, timeouts, situation, time, and score. Every single week he does something that just makes me go insane. Um, in this game, he called a timeout for the Patriots. That's not even the first one. Let's let's back up. About three and a half minutes left. Fourth and one from about, what would it have been? The 37. Oh no, the 34. Um, fourth and one from the 34 with three and a half minutes left. He opts to not go for it on a fourth and one with Zeke and Dak, and he decides to trot out a kicker for a 51-yard field goal. Three and a half minutes left to only put them up two. So either way, a field goal beats you. Okay? Even if he makes it, they're only up two. They can drive down and get a field goal, which, quite frankly, yes, New England's offense was really only operating well in the first and then ended up operating well in the fourth quarter. So I get it. Maybe you're thinking, okay, well, they haven't scored a whole lot, so the defense can can kind of hold them. It, no, there's no there's no rational decision to not go for it on fourth and one in the opponent's 37-yard line to then kick a 51-yard field goal that, by the way, was shanked, missed, not close. Then you call timeout 
for New England later on in the game. You give them a free timeout when there's about 28 seconds left and it's fourth down. Just let that thing run down to three seconds and call timeout. It doesn't make any sense. So sometimes, this is why I say, Dallas is one of the one of the best teams in the league, but they cannot be trusted. They just cannot be trusted to win a, a championship with that coach and their clock management. I just can't do it. I can't get on board with a coach that does that shit late in games because it's going to come back to bite you. You're lucky you have Dak who can get you out of so many bad decisions that everybody else makes, but it's going to come a point where he can't bail you out and you'll be screwed. Seattle-Pittsburgh Sunday night game. Pittsburgh was favored by five and a half, taking on the backup Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks with that horrible defense. Pittsburgh looked awful. Seattle looked awful. It was an awful game, just such an ugly football game. Um, Pittsburgh does not even cover the five and a half facing a backup quarterback at all. They win 23 to 20 and needed a forced fumble in overtime. Just a bad, just a bad football team, both of them. Um, Pittsburgh more more just under the microscope just because they were playing a backup and, and needed so many lucky things to go their way to even get a win in overtime. They do not cover the 5.5, 23-20. Last but not least, Monday night, Tennessee taking on Buffalo. Buffalo a six-point favorite on the road. I was high on this. I actually caught it at eight um, when it was Tennessee plus eight. I got them... Um, or maybe I got him plus seven. Sorry, not plus eight. I got them at plus seven. Um, I liked the touchdown number. Uh, they end up winning outright 34-31. They stun the Bills on a goal line stand. They score 10 unanswered in the fourth, and they win that game by three. Thank you, Tennessee, for the plus seven. Didn't need it. Got it outright. All right, that's the week six NFL games um, from lines and just outright games there. Um, let's talk. Uh, let's talk a couple storylines here. Let's talk... MVP race, and let's talk um, top five teams in the league. We, we've got enough of a sample size here. We've got six games. We've got DVOA rankings. We've got all the numbers we need. Um, so we can kind of start to form our opinions on, you know, with teams that have played six games, some only five, but six games here. Um, and we can start to form some opinions on on the top five teams in the league. But let's first start with the MVPs. We, I'm going to do this from now on each week. Um, I'm going to pull up what the MVP odds are, and then I'm going to tell you what I believe my, the MVP should be um, you know, going forward. So let's pull these up here. Um, last week, I believe Kyler was leading the MVP rankings. Um, let me make sure this is updated. It is. Okay, perfect. Um, so last week, Ky Kyler was leading. Um, Dak was up there. Josh Allen was up there. Brady was up there. So as of right now, this has been updated. Um, we are still not giving any love to Derrick Henry. Um, right now, the leaders are Murray, Prescott, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, and Matt Stafford are the top five. Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson outside there. Herbert, Mahomes, and then Henry round out that um, that top ten there. All right. So that's what, um, you know, BetMGM, that's what Vegas has in terms of the MVP odds there. Kyler, Prescott, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Stafford, your top five. Okay. Listen. Josh Allen had a really bad game Sunday night. I'm still not on, on this train for him to be an MVP. I get it. He's a potential. He's a candidate. Potential, whatever. Kyler Murray can be up there. Dak Prescott has to be up there. I think Tom Brady probably has to be up there. Um, Derrick Henry has to be in your top five. 
If your top five does not include Derrick Henry, you are not watching football and you are not understanding what MVP means. I know we've turned it into a quarterback award. Fine. Whatever. But he has to be included. He has to be. After having only 58 yards the first game, let me pull up his stats here. Let's go season stats because after having only 58 yards in the first game, I believe he has, yeah, he has 783 yards since then. So if we do some quick math here and only divide that by five games, he has 156 yards a game since game one. He's averaging 4.8 yards a carry, 10 touchdowns, He's got 100 he's on pace so if we do you know what is that 783 divided by 6 games multiply that by 16 games he's on pace to break the rush his own record of r- rushing he's going to get over 2000 yards and he'll have 2088 yards on the year unbelievable so you know oh no it would be 17 games my apologies Hold on one second. He's on pace for 2,218 yards, 219 yards. It's unbelievable. What he's doing is crazy, and he's clearly putting that team on his back. So just just show him some love in your MVP odds and rankings and all that stuff. But I would go Derrick Henry 1, Kyler 2, Dak 3, um, Brady 4, and I'm going to go Lamar 5. I think Lamar has to be in there. I think what he's doing is insanity. So I'm going to go Lamar 5. All right. Let's now talk about our top five NFL teams. I think this is obviously going to be a great discussion. I think this will be different all the way around for everybody. I think it's going to have a lot of different feel just based on what you believe in, what you've watched, what you've seen from a lot of these teams. So let's um, let's just pull up the the standings here, you know, everybody's, everybody's rankings here, and we'll see kind of where we stand um, in the conference picture here. Okay, so we've got, let's start, let's start just AFC, kind of the top, I don't know, let's go top five teams here um, in terms of record. We've got Baltimore at five and one, we've got Chargers at four and two, we've got Tennessee four and two, and Buffalo four and two, and then Cincy four and two, Vegas four and two, still kicking around right there um, in that four and two spot. Then we've got, you know, some notables, Kansas City three and three, Cleveland three and three. Okay. Let's go NFC. Arizona undefeated, still six and oh, Tampa Bay five and one, Green Bay five and one, Dallas five and one, Rams five and one. Then we've got a bunch of three and three teams. I'm sorry, a three and two New Orleans and a bunch of three and three teams. Let's do our top five. I still think, (laughs) I can't believe I'm going to say this, but no, I can't do it. I can't trust them. I can't trust Arizona, even if they're six and zero. I cannot think that they're one of the, that they're the number one team in the NFL. Still can't do it. Um, man, this is tough. I'm gonna go Tampa Bay one. I hate that I'm saying that. I'm gonna go Baltimore two, Arizona three, Green Bay four, L.A. five, and then I'm gonna have Dallas right outside there. I know a lot of people have Dallas as the best team, but I cannot get over McCarthy. I just can't. So I did a top five with six teams. My apologies. Um, Tampa Bay, Baltimore, Arizona, Green Bay, Rams, and then Dallas right outside. But I think there's six teams for five spots. I think that's kind of where you are. Um, 
Buffalo, you could say, is up there too. Um, I have Buffalo on the outside looking in. I just think there's too many good teams in the NFC. I think I think Green Bay is better than Buffalo. I know a lot of people will say otherwise. Um, but if you're watching like what Green Bay is doing defensively and then just being so efficient offensively, um, I just believe that that they're uh, that they're a better team right now um, than than Buffalo. All right, let's preview the week seven games here with the lines, and then we will go into the gambling corner as always. All right, Thursday night game, we've got Cleveland taking on Denver. Cleveland is in shambles. Um, not sure if Baker Mayfield's going to start. We'll probably find that out today um, or maybe early Thursday. Um, I would say you should sit him. Um, they're still favored by three. Even if I have Case Keenum, I still think they should be favored. Um, I would take Cleveland minus three. I think they're a better football team. I don't think Denver is for real at all. Cleveland's at home. I know it's a short week, um, but they'll be all right. I would take Cleveland minus three. Baltimore taking on Cincinnati. Baltimore favored by six. This is going to be a tough game for Cincinnati. I know um, they started to kind of come into their own and they started to play really well, but Baltimore is just an overall better team and they're going to be at home. Um, I would take Baltimore minus six. Carolina taking on the Giants. The Giants stink, but they're at home. Carolina is also not great. Um, Carolina minus three. This is a game that you just don't bet. You just watch. Um, or if you find, if you have to bet it, I think you probably take Carolina because the Giants are that bad. Um, but I would say stay away if you can. Green Bay taking on Washington. Green Bay is a nine and a half point favorite. That's a lot of points. Um, I know that Washington is bad. They've had their struggles. Um, that's a lot of points for Green Bay. That's probably one that you want to tease down to maybe two and a half, take a seven point teaser down to two and a half and get your hook there. Um, which is probably what we'll end up doing at some point. Um, but Green Bay, um, favored by nine and a half. Don't know if I would take all of that, but I would definitely pick Green Bay to win in that matchup. Kansas City taking on Tennessee. Tennessee coming off that massive Monday night win over Buffalo. Um, they're at home. Tennessee tends to play better as an underdog um, just in general. Um, and so I would I would like the plus five and a half here with Kansas City. I also think Tennessee can win this one outright. Kansas City has to get back to playing their brand of football with not turning the ball over and really just being efficient. Um, we'll see how that turns out. The first quarter is going to tell a lot for both of these teams. Um you know, Tennessee coming off the big win, Kansas City also, um, but just hopefully performing better in the first quarter here. Um, I would take Tennessee plus five and a half. Atlanta taking on Miami. Miami's at home, but Atlanta is favored by two and a half points on the road. That just shows you how bad Miami is. Um, I wouldn't touch this this bet at all. I would just watch it for the sheer entertainment value, which is probably very little, to be honest. I would actually not watch it. Um, but, you know, if you had to bet, I would probably take Atlanta just because Miami's basically kind of giving up seems like jets in new england um, new england favored by seven at home um the jets are bad just continue to be bad uh, i don't know who i would bet in this one i don't trust a new england with multiple with a touchdown in any capacity but the jets are bad um don't watch this game it ain't worth it detroit and the rams rams 15 point favorites at home over detroit detroit is zero and six um this is the quote you know, you want to call it the homecoming for both quarterbacks here. They're both playing their opposite team that they ended the year with last year. Um, tease this one down if you can. You maybe not even you don't even really need to. Um, you probably can just get the points out right with 15. But Rams will definitely win this one um, by 15. That's a lot, but they have been dominating teams all year, so I would probably take the minus 15 or tease it down. Philadelphia taking on Las Vegas. Las Vegas favored by three at home. Philadelphia is not good. However, this is just a game that I can completely see um, 
can completely see being a game that they lose. Um, they tend to do that sometimes. Um, but Philadelphia is bad, um, and Las Vegas may have figured something out with this new coach. Um, and so maybe, I don't know if I would bet it. It is one that I would watch, um, but if you're going to ask me, I would probably take Las Vegas minus three. Tampa Bay taking on Chicago. Tampa Bay as a 12.5-point favorite over Chicago um, is a little bit a little bit high. Just based on Chicago's defense and then Tampa Bay's defense not being very good, I, I feel like um, Justin Fields can maybe get into a bit of a rhythm in this game. Um, I'm not saying that they're going to win, um, but I think 12.5 points is a lot, and you could even tease this if you're if you're going on the plus side. You could tease this up to, to 19.5 for Chicago, um, and I think that could be a really, really good number there. Um, I'm not saying Chicago is going to win outright, but I would probably take Chicago plus 12.5, and, and if you want to tease it, you could do that as well. Houston taking on Arizona. Arizona favored by 18.5 over Houston. This is an easy one. Um, Arizona is going to just is going to beat the brakes off of them, um, but I would probably tease this down you know, to a, a smaller number. Um, or if you want to tease it the other way and think that Houston can stick within you know, 25 or 26 points, you could do it the other way. I'm not going to touch that game. That one's just nuts, in my opinion, um, in terms of the value. But um, it wouldn't shock me if Arizona won by 21-plus. Sunday night, Indianapolis taking on San Francisco. San Francisco favored by 3.5. Um, I assume this is going to be Jimmy G back, but we don't really know. Um, man, I would take Indiana plus 5. Or Indiana, I keep doing that. Indianapolis plus 5, 3.5. Um, I would take them outright. I think they can win this game on the money line straight up, not even with the points. Um, I don't think San Francisco is very good. Um, they've defense is good, but they've got some struggles. Um, so I would take Indianapolis plus three and a half. You get that hook. And even if they lose by three and then new Orleans and Seattle, Seattle gets another primetime game. I'm not sure how, um, well, I know how, cause they did this before Russell got hurt. New Orleans now favored by five. Um, I would take that. No doubt. I think that that team is more primed and ready to beat Seattle. Um, than Pittsburgh was, I would take new Orleans minus five. All right. That is going to do it for that week seven preview. Um, let's finish this episode off with the Gambling Corner. If you haven't heard, the Gambling Corner is two segments here, two um, kind of themes that we do. We do the Tweed Trifecta, which is a three-team money line parlay. Three teams win straight up. You parlay them together. If one of them loses, you lose them all. If they all win, you win a bunch of money on good value. Um, so we will use the odds as we do each week with DraftKings. I'm going to pull that up, and then we're going to talk about what three teams we are going to use in our three-team trifecta here. So let's pull up NFL. All right, um, we're gonna, I'm going to try to stick with the 1 o'clock games because I think that kind of gives you a chance to, if you win the 1 o'clock games, you can take that money and roll it into some late games um, or some 4 o'clock games. So I'm going to go, my three-team parlay uh, for the tweet trifecta is going to be Packers, Ravens, Ooh, Packers, Ravens, and Patriots. Um, so we've got Packers, Ravens, Patriots. That gets you plus 131 odds, which is obviously good. 100 wins you 131. Perfect there. Packers, Ravens, Patriots. Three-team, tweet trifecta, 1 o'clock games. Book it. Lock them in. Good luck. Now, weekend best bets is the other thing that we do. The weekend best bets is... Two bets that we throw out that are for sure going to hit. No chance they lose. No doubt about it. Um, we are going to do another teaser like we've been doing. Two-team teaser here. And we are going to do um, Green Bay 
down to two and a half. And then we're going to do, um, ooh, let's do, I want to know if we do, if we should do a 420, if we should do a four o'clock game. Yep. We're going to do um, Green Bay down to two and a half. And then we're going to tease that with Chicago plus seven as well. I'm sorry, seven point teaser. So now that makes them a plus 19 and a half point underdog, which keeps you within that, you know, 18 point, 17 point range, which is a good football number. So again, the tweet trifecta is Packers, Patriots, Ravens for plus 131. And then as always, a seven point teaser gets you minus 140. Some other places minus 130. And we're going to do Green Bay down to two and a half. And then Chicago up to 19 and a half points there. That is going to do it for another episode of Between the Tackles. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to like, subscribe, rate, review the podcast, download it, um, subscribe on YouTube, like the video that posts um, and is getting posted up um, later this week. But we drop episodes every Thursday morning uh, before the NFL game that night just so you can get your bets in if you want to get your analysis. Um, But again, thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week. All right, fam. Peace.